0: Brown. 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 Listen to the kids. Brown. Brown. the kids. Bro. Bro.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Thirty Six Chambers of Fatherhood
2: Show. I am your host, Scoop Vell, the Papa Dun Dada. Swinging over to my other co-host, I am S. Dot Hamilton, A.K.A. Old Head Wyland, doing the things I like to do for all the fathers worldwide. Outskies nickel. Uh,
1: and today, 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 today is a special, special day because we have a special, special guest.
2: Yeah, we gotta set this man up right. Set him up. You know, this is uh Brooklyn zone.
1: Mm. It's
2: Coney Island. Mm. You know, everybody know what Coney Island is when you hear about New York. Mm. You know how busy they get out there. You know, um, this man has been doing his thing for about, like, what, a decade? A little over. A little little over a decade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The bars are are ferocious. Um, I Had the chance to vibe with his new project, All Praises Do. Mm. Um, Let me just give you a little taste of that.
0: I'm tall, listing, call, but no piston. The Coney yell, chow from no pot to piston.
2: Mm. Come on. Balls are heavy. Balls are heavy.
0: <laughs> My man,
1: please, all praises due. Tore. Tore. What up?
0: What up? What up? Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank, you for having yes. me. thank you for coming yeah. on the cool, show, man. My brother. Coming on the show. My brother. Oh, hell wow. And great to finally meet you offline. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I always see, I always see the love on, on the socials. You know what I mean? Yes. But I like to get social for real. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You touch the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank, you. Um, thank you for coming
2: through.
1: Again, yeah. Thank you for coming through. Um, I think like for the past couple years, like we'll just be sending tweets, texts, like yo, I'm am gonna link up with you. You can right. say, oh yo, come over, yada yada yada. So it feels good that you know I'm in your presence and we're over here listening to your album and talking to you about your life, man. Appreciate Thank you for coming by.
0: Yeah, nah, love, man, love. You know what I mean? Harlem ain't that far. Pull up. Nah, yes. Harlem ain't that far, <laughs> but yeah. the
1: last studio was a little bit far. You let me know. You like, yo, school? I'm not going to front. Yo, y'all... Oh, are yeah, coming
2: to ride?
0: the... Brunt. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is, right? Um, I'm in New York. Uh, but I like recently not relocated, but kind of relocated to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So my cars is all in Atlanta. So anytime I'm in New York, I'm just like scavenger. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. out here moving around or whatever. So I was like... Man, I ain't driving. I'm gonna have to take the joint to the Bronx. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to come back. So I was like, yeah, bro. I mean, I've done it. I would do it. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the Bronx a little far. You yeah, know yeah. I mean?
1: Now you gotta get mentally prepared.
0: for that. <laughs> no, that's a, we, you we gotta we do gotta it happen. all the time. Yeah, you yeah. gotta really like dig in, like clear your schedule. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's gotta be a
1: good like three, four hours out of your day. You know what I'm saying? Because when mm-hmm. when um he and I used to link up, he would
0: always get stuck on the train.
2: Oh my god, always. it was crazy. Forever. Forever. He would have to come and scoop me from like wherever block I'm on. You're
0: like, yo, I'm stuck here as far as I can get.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I'm coming to get you. And salute to Mr. Steve. You know, so he you know he couldn't be here today, but um definitely he's uh uh the man that gave us um our opening. Yeah absolutely a hundred percent and the videos you see on online and all that—that that was done at his spot. Mm-hmm. And Which everything. he's still so, rocking and he's still doing he's still his thing. Still doing yes. his thing and we're One all, time
0: for Mr. Steve. Yes, One yes, time for Mr. Steve. Yes, yes, I yes. can't wait
1: to bring him on. But yo, to set it off, man, yo, uh, what is who? Who is Tori? What is your genesis, my brother? Where do you come from? I mean, we we know you from Coney Island. But uh, you know, kinda dig a little bit deeper for us.
0: Uh uh well, ironically, uh spent a lot of time in Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Like my grandpa's is is well, my dad's side of the family, you know what I'm saying, had businesses. My grandfather had a couple hotels up here in Harlem, um, a couple nightclubs, he had a straight club, a gay club, you know what I'm saying? Like uh like I said, the hotels over top of the uh, the bars and you know what I'm saying. So I spent a lot of time uptown. I still got wild family up here. Um I'm a New Yorker, man. I'm a, I'm a hip hop guy. Um, raised in New York City in them crazy '80s, and you know what I'm saying. Got my got my footing in the '90s. You know what I'm saying. Like in, in, into my my formative years. Um, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a um, entertainer. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a multifaceted entertainer or renaissance man, some would say. And, um, and I'm just a dude that love life, man. I love life. I love the culture. Um, I love being a contributor and a student. Yeah. And uh, and I got 16 for you if you ever need. You know what I mean? There you go.
1: <laughs> now you mentioned you're a student, right? So what was your household like? Where did who who's who's responsible for this for this gentleman that we have in front of us?
0: Carol Briggs is is uh 97% responsible for Torrey Carr. And then everybody else contributed like to the other three percent. So um like a lot of Young guys is guys around my age. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I grew up without my biological father in the heis- household. Still got a great relationship with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've been able to build and form one over the years, especially as I got older. Um, but my mom did, you know, the most part of, of raising me. And um, and my little brother's dad, actually. My, my brother's dad was in the household as I was growing up. So, you know, that's who I looked to when I needed things uh, for school or clothes or whatever, whatever, like Greg Brown. Oh have fun wilding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my, so my my uh my younger brother, his dad, raised me um out in Coney Island. But my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom has always been one of my closest fr- not friends, you know what I'm saying? But we, we super duper close. Um she had me when she was eighteen, so we really like grew up together. And, you know, growing up in CI and living and learning is is what developed and birthed me.
1: Gotcha, that's what's up. Now I can relate to that because um, you know, my mom had me young parents split up. I was always with my mom and my grandparents and stuff like that. But um, I definitely uh, love my mother, love my grandparents, all that other stuff, because uh, they helped raise me. Now, um, how was the household like with Mom Dukes? Was she like uh, the regulator all the time? Or was she, you know, was she soft on you? <laughs> or was she like, oh, man, because you know, right now there's no dude in the household. I, I got to, you know, kind of show him the way.
0: I mean, she I definitely always had like respect for my mom, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, as far as knowing I couldn't go too far or do too much. Cause there was that like fear, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she'll popped me inside my head, whatever, whatever. Um, but also, you know, like I would say in my early teen years, and maybe my, you know, like my late uh digit um coming up, you know, my mom had a, a an addiction, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she dealt with addiction uh for a long time. And um you know, like just kinda going through that and seeing how that affected her and how it affected family life and all of that. Um, you know, obviously that 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 played a, a big part in who I am and how I was developed and mentally what I do and how I move or whatever. But you know, my mom's been clean for 20 something years now. To your you know moms. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Shout Salute out to Mom to your dude. You know, she she got about four masters, three masters degrees. And, you know to what I'm saying? Like she she's a beast. You know what I'm saying? So I really watch it. Like I always say my mom is one of my biggest inspirations and my hero, just because, you know what I'm saying? Like I saw her come from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we projects, you know what I'm saying? Like we never lost our crib It was never out in the street or nothing crazy, but you know, like we was in the peas, it was hard, you know, it was it was, it was was a lot of nights where, you know what I mean, we just had chicken backs and, and, and beans, you know what I'm saying, uh, like that. So, you know, I just, I saw the struggle and I understood the struggle and I understand the struggle just to see where she is now and how she's been able to glow up, if you will, is crazy to me that let me know anything is possible.
1: That's what's up. How old were you when you were going through that?
0: Um, I mean, I can remember like by the time I was 13, 14, 15, you know what I'm saying? Like those years where you really trying to figure out who you are, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And even if everything is perfect at home, it's still in disarray cuz you're just going through that that point in your life. Um, imagine going through trying to figure out who you are, you know what I'm saying? In the midst of being in the projects, in the midst of seeing your mom, you know, dabble with drugs, your dad is not there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of that a lot of that um had a lot to do with it and then uh, I had a little brother. My brother, I had a my, my mom had a kid when I was nine. You know what I'm saying? So like around the time, I was like 15, 16, 17. I was more or less like really taking care of my brother, trying to make sure he stayed out of harm's way. And, um, you know, hope, hoping that my mom would get a life together. But definitely knowing like, okay, I'm growing up. I'm a young adult. I'm about to be a man. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so like if it's up to me, I got to take my brother. and We just got to figure it out. You know, but like I said, fortunately, my mom came around and you know what i mean like salute to her
1: salute to salute her to mom dukes man. absolutely now during this time what what made you like who was an influence in your life that that just said you know i'm gonna keep going regardless of what's happening right now you know this situation's happen- happening with my mom i gotta be you know i gotta grow up a little bit you know faster like who is a
0: large influence that you looked at and said you know what i'm, I'm gonna do this um I mean, not to sound cocky, I think just a lot of my drive was internal. It was innate. Mm -hmm. It was like almost inspired by what was happening around me like, yo, I gotta do better than this. Like, I know there's more to life than this. Um, I would travel like down to DC, Maryland, Virginia, and, and kick it with my dad's side of the family. and You know, like my uncle had a house, you know, I'm coming up in a project, so I'm not even understanding like the mechanics of how you get a house, how does that work. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was nice. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was grass. I knew it wasn't no pissy elevators and, and things of that nature. And I was like, man, at some point I'm going to figure out how to do this as well. Um, and I looked at music entertainment was kind of like something that I gravitated towards but I also looked at it as that could be a way out for me you know what okay. I'm saying like I was like man this is maybe what my calling is maybe this is how I can get out of this environment um because I think a lot of the artists that I was checking out and listening to had just talked about their 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 journey you know saying from being in the hood of being coming from poverty into moving into fame and success and wealth and so I was like word I can do that too um but i was i was really self motivated you know what i'm saying like self motivated and just not wanting to be what I saw around me. Got you. So, what age did you really get into
1: hip hop? As far as like writing your own rhymes, and did you have a little notebook at that time? Yeah, that yeah, write?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like anytime I can. I still write in a book. Um, I mean, now it's like phone is just easier, convenient. You got it with you, but on <laughs> yeah. your know I always like, you expect drink.
2: you to do paper. You know yeah, but, yeah, but but yeah. I
0: do write like a lot of my stuff. Like my my day to day. Like yeah. when I wake up, you know what I'm saying. I might make a juice or shake or something. Okay. I write out what I got to do on paper. You know what okay. I'm saying. You write it down in the real paper with a real a pen and make it real, you know what I'm right, saying? And right. so, um, I still, I'm still of that ilk, like, I still like to put things down on, on paper. Um, but I do write most of my rhymes in my phone just because I'm moving around and that's the easier way to do it. Um, what was your question, Scoop?
1: No, my question was like, at, at what age did you oh, say, right. All right, cool, like, All right, this is how I, mean, I gotta break it down? I'm gonna start writing in my book and start rhyming.
0: Shout to, to Ralph McDaniels, you know what I'm saying? Like, watching video music box as a kid, coming home from school, you know, seeing. EPMD, seeing um, Slick Rick, seeing Chuck D and and, and Flav and Public Enemy and just being inspired by that, you know, I would say... I was still in elementary school, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can remember being in, shout out to everybody, PS188, Coney Allen, what up? I can remember <laughs> being in elementary school and, and writing rhymes, you know, so it, it definitely started very early on for me. All
1: right, cool. So, what, at what point did you say, yo, I'm gonna take this a little seriously? Like, because uh, it, it, it always starts out with writing the, the rhymes in the book, you know, showing your friends, battling a few people
0: in school in the neighborhood. But then, when did you say, yo, I'm gonna start recording music? I mean, as far as like taking it serious, to be honest, I never saw myself doing anything else. It was never like yo, I'm doing this and this and that. Okay, well maybe I'm gonna try a rap. Like I was like, yo, I'm gonna be an artist, I'm gonna be an entertainer. This is a career. Like for me, it was always real. You know, I remember like talking to my mom about it and and just you know what I'm saying, like her not understanding music and not as an adult and a parent now. I totally get it because I'm talking about I want to base my life off something that hasn't been around since forever. You know what I'm saying? She looking at this like, yo, this could be a fad. This could, man, go be a firefighter, a, a cop, or work yeah, for housing. Your 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Bounce, like, yeah. yeah, do your dub and be out, man, with some good benefits. I was like, nah, like this is a real thing. And even um, even before I think the culture or the industry knew how big it could be, I just knew that it was going to be my my ticket out. Um, so I was I started recording um, in my early teens. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to my... First producer, Cell out of Coney Island. You, you guys mentioned Mob Deep. Um, Mob Deep's first producer did the demo that got them signed okay. to Forty from Broadway. You know what I'm saying? And, and work with tons of others, Dallas Austin and Rowdy Records, and all of that, man. So Cell was the first person who um, recorded me. I met him in Coney Island. Ironically, I had a job at McDonald's. I said, "Let me go get a job because I need to figure out how I'm gonna get into the studio." You know what I'm saying? I was like, "I got to pay for the studio time." So. Let me go get a job so I can work my way into getting to a studio. And um, he said, when he approached me, he was like, yo, every time I come through here, something dope about him is he would bring his mom for breakfast every Sunday. Mm. He said, yo, every time I come through here, you always working hard. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, Whatever you, you wiping the tables, you sweeping, you taking out the trash. I always see you every time I'm here. You got your headphones on, you be doing your thing. And um, he was like, I want you to um, work with my company as I get it off the ground. He was like, you're a hard work. I was like, well, what's your company? What you do? He's like, yeah, I'm a music producer. I make music. I produce this, this, that. I was like, yo, I'm a rapper. He's like, oh, well, are you a rapper? You got anything? And it just so happened, shout out to my man, Bar. It just so happened that my man, Bar, figured out how to make beats on his Sega. <laughs> what? He made beats on his Sega... And I wrapped into the headphones at his crib, just playing around. And this literally happened like a week before I met the dude. So, and I was like, "Yo, I got this right here." And I played him, you know, what was my demo. And from there we
2: start cutting records. That's that MTV music generator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flow, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like he figured out how to move the cubes and all that, and make beats like early. He was a, he was a genius. Shout out to my man Bar. So the first thing I ever ever recorded, you know, semi professional was Bar recorded me on the Sega, and then Sil took me into his studio, which was also in his crib in the Projects in Coney Island, and we started recording and cutting real songs. That's what,
2: crazy. What which projects are we talking now in Coney?
0: Carry Gardens. Carrie Gardens. Cary Gardens okay. Two thirds. You know what I mean? Shout out to Building Two. That's where I'm from. Shout okay. out to all my people's in the third world, Building Three, Building One, you know what I mean? The whole CI Carrie Gardens. Twenty oh seven. Okay. I moved okay. to twenty oh seven in my latter teens. You know what I mean? So some people say I'm from twenty oh, but I'm a two third guy. <laughs> all right,
2: you gotta salute though. You gotta salute where you come from. Of course, facts. These Absolutely. Are facts. Absolutely. That's a good look.
1: Now, um, fast forward, where did you see, you know, you catching a break a little bit? Because you know, it all it's all it all sounds good. And I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying like, you know, in the movies people look at like, I don't know, like eight mile and
0: you know <laughs> there's <laughs> so, that moment, yeah, right? There's that moment. What was,
1: yeah, what was your moment that you overcame everything and you were like, I got it, finally. I fought. I uh, sweat. I
0: cried. <laughs> I'm here. Has that moment occurred yet? That's the
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Not for nothing. Not for nothing. We'll get into it later. And I, we were talking before. I admire you truly because you've created a brand. Torrey is a brand. Torrey isn't a rapper. He isn't an entertainer. Torrey is a brand. You know what I'm saying? So. What was that time? Because there was a time that it just all clicked at one point And everyone was like, yo, yo, you heard that dude, Torre? You were on Not Right. Shout to Not Right. <laughs> Shout it's to not, SK. Word yeah, up. SK. Yeah. Is, is Not Right still poppin'? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think the blogs is popular. No. Shout out to the blogs, but it's not. It's I don't think it is what it was. You know, no, six that, years ago. That, oh that, that. was a that fun two
2: time, dope man. boys era. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. to shout time. to two dope boys, man. Mecca
0: and um, Mecca Yeah, yeah, Mecca and Shake, Shake. That's my bro. Where I was in, I'm in Vegas. I stay at his crib. Like it's my guy. Yeah. Um, when it clicked, I guess was honestly when I went on my first tour. Um, shout out to Master Ace, shout out to Marco Polo, shout out to the whole EMC. Marco.
1: Stop smoking
0: cigarettes, yo. Marco's <laughs> a lot more healthy, yo, oh, for real, yo. Like a lot more. Like he works out, he eats better. It's crazy. He still smoke crazy, mm-hmm. but at least he's doing something to off- offset. At least he's doing something <laughs> to offset some of his unhealthy ways. Yes, Marco. Is, he's like working out. He go to Fort Greene Park and get busy. It's crazy. So, um, you know, up until up until. When I got on that first run, you know, it was a bunch of like going to the studio and recording and putting out projects and getting block placements and things like that, Um, but it was all still like just digital space, like nothing was real, nothing was tangible. It was like not a, a... Am I in a spot to do something to touch people to, like in real life, you know what I'm saying? Because the computer in the digital space was new, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, people can hit you or MySpace you and talk to you, whatever, whatever. But it was like, yo, we're, is that real though? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is that real? How does that translate? How do you monetize that? Anyway, um, just putting out records and grinding and things of that nature, Um, Master Ace, we worked out at the same studio, Legendary MC from Brooklyn, Master Ace. Um. It was like, yo, have you ever been on tour before? I was like, nah. He was like, I right, bet. When I finish this new project with EMC, we go on the road, we're going to bring you out as the opener. And being in hip hop, you hear that people try to blow smoke all the time oh, and tell you I shit know. all the time. <laughs> um, But Ace was true to his word, man. When it was tour time, you know, he reached out and was like, yo, you ready? We about to go out and this and this and that, and they start sending the dates and I was CC'd on emails. And I was like, oh shit, like it's really about to happen. And then I was like, oh. I didn't get my passport yet because I'd never been nowhere, you know what I mean, the furthest <laughs> I was, you know what I mean, I was Connecticut, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? like, So um, had to figure out how to get my passport rushed down, and had to show them the whole itinerary so they could expedite it and all of that. But when I went out on the road and my first show, um, somebody in the crowd, like after I performed, you know, I had a quick set or whatever, whatever, um, and after I performed, I was just out in the audience and, you know, just kind of soaking in the experiment, experience. And this one dude was like, yo, how come you didn't perform Taylor Made?" And my mind was blown like, yo, this record I wrote in my room in the projects that I put on my, my, my daily conversation project that I didn't perform, that wasn't a single or nothing that was posted on now, nah, right? It was just a track, a, a late track in the project. This dude asked about it and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like that internet is real, but it's people on the other side of those computers. And they listening to the music, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that, that always, that always stuck with me. Just a random, not a random song, a song about my daughter, but just a random song off the project that didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Any push, anything behind it, resonated so much with him that he asked why I didn't perform it at the show. And from then on, I was like, yo, this is this is real.
2: I was gonna ask that. Was that a song about your daughter? Yeah, the, yeah, she's name, on Taylor. it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's called
0: it's Taylor Made. It's off my 2008 project. So that's. Ten years ago, Taylor's six, so we probably did it when she was five. I mean, she's sixteen now. So we probably did it when she was five. You know what I'm right. saying? Like baby, baby Taylor. Now she's filling out college applications Absolutely. and uh, doing little
1: podcast shows. By yes. the way, she has the the crazy dope
0: vo- voice. Like word
1: the way she switches up. <laughs> you guys have such a unique conversation, which is it's a father daughter conversation. You guys have been having this these right. conversations all the time. Right. It, she, she, it just sounds so smooth. Yeah, like, to, like you guys don't even miss a beat appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate y'all listen
2: to episode eight and episode six of your podcast um when she was talking about how she uh was trying to get uh close to childish Gambino <laughs> yeah that, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, like, that was crazy I, you know for, for myself I got a a 17 year old and 14 11. And four-year-old, oh, you all girls. put in work. All yeah, well, girls. No, well, all girls, but two of them are stepdaughters. Okay, they're the older You still putting in work? Yeah, the <laughs> older ones. They're stepdaughters. And um, yes, the teenage. Like hearing her some of the stuff she was saying, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's that teenage. You know, <laughs> how do you, you know, like certain things you say may kind of throw you out of out of the line. Like, damn, am I old head for real? <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying, like, wow, she just told me that. Oh, money is um. Uh, Money is nothing, right? Yeah. What, what,
0: hold on. What was that she said? Yo, Taylor. She yo. She never ceases to amaze me on that on that podcast and and in general. You know what I'm saying. But like as I listen back and you know and I listen to how poised she is, you know, mm-hmm. how articulate mm-hmm. she is, yes, um, and very firm in her beliefs and, and standards, yes. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm like, man, this is this is great content and not just because I'm a part of it. The reason why I did it and the reason why I thought it would be dope to put it out was because we would have such like poignant conversations and had these really, really great moments. And I was like, man, I wonder how many other people could relate to this? How many other people have these type of experiences? And then on the flip side, how many people don't? You know what I'm saying? Like how mm-hmm. many people don't know how to have a conversation with their teenage child or their kid in general, or their son or their daughter? How many people don't know how to bring up drug abuse or peer pressure or sex or leave? Like you know, I was like, man, not only can we do this and and have some fun and to be you know great conversation and content for us to have, but also how many people could we help in these moments? You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like I thought it was really dope. But I didn't have any idea how good she would be. You know, like talking in the crib and just bugging out in the car is different from the mics is on and you know what I mean. The cameras Mm -hmm. rolling, but she, you know, she be on it. Yeah, she be on it. How
1: how was it? How was it? You know, um, rewinding back. How was it? Trying to be a recording artist with a small child, and because I'm, I'm only assuming at this point that you know, obviously you were in her mother's life, and you guys are trying to build a family. And I know from experience, music doesn't always bring in Hard the as <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It was um
0: it was difficult. It was difficult. Uh we her mom and I, who's my wife now, um we so broke up. Shout out to your wife. Yes, yeah, shout out to my wife, Kimberly. Um we broke up. We were we were separated for three years. Um when Taylor was very young, because like you said, you know, it was just a lot um trying to figure out my footing in in music and Like, you know, so when she first said she was pregnant, you know, I went and got a... I I always had a job. I always had a job. I went and got a second job and I went back to school and I really stepped away from doing music Mm. because I was doing, quote unquote, what I was supposed to do. I was like, you know, uh, taking responsibility for my actions and trying to figure out a life for myself and my family. And, you know, I couldn't just consider my own feelings and thoughts. I had to take into consideration other people. And so that meant like going and getting a job. And I did that... And I wasn't, I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was unhappy because I can find, like, the silver lining in any situation. I'm just, of like, course. definitely a, a glass half full kind of person. Um, but with that said, there was a part of me that was like, man, I'm, this is not, what I want to do. This is not who I am. And if you're not happy in what you're doing, you can't make anybody else happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't live a facade and and feel like, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do for my family, but leave yourself unfulfilled because at some point, it's going to catch up to you. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, working the jobs and, and running around and grinding and trying to figure out what to do and be a better dad than my dad was and all these thoughts that was in my head, what I didn't realize was if you don't make yourself happy, you can't make anybody else happy. And so... At some point, I was just like, yo, I got to get back to it. You know, um, I remember after Taylor turned like three or four, um, she had to be potty trained before she could start this program. And I was like, man, she got to get potty trained. So when she (laughs) get potty trained, I'm back outside. I'm back Mm -hmm. on it. Like, I got to go hard because I just didn't... Like, working a nine to five and, you know, doing my 20 and and trying to cash out, that just wasn't me. That just Mm -hmm. wasn't me. Um, And so... You know, she got potty trained and I put into school and I went right back, like hard body. But I had taken a break from music for a really long time. And, um, you know, also during the course of that, her mom and I did break up for like three years into my son, Nicholas, my my 10 my year old, mm-hmm. with a different woman. So that's a, now being a blended family. Um, but yeah, yeah, like uh, it's a lot, a lot of the, a lot of parts of the story. Um, but yeah, to answer your point, like it was difficult because even early on, you know, like the money is slow or not coming at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a kid you gotta provide for. You got a woman that's looking for stability mm-hmm. and security. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're not promising any of that. You're promising it, but you're not showing the promise. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like because you out here, you running around and it's it's like you, you can make it or you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's how long do you expect somebody to believe in you and believe in your dream when there's nothing um Tangible that they could look at and see and say, okay, these are some of the fruits of the labor. Right now, it's just the uphill climb and the grind, you know. So, we definitely had our moments, but we wrote it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, we wrote it out, and things starting to get better and start to get better, and then made some money, and I lost some money, and all of that. But during the course of all of my uh, rap stardom, you know, we did, we got to a breaking point you know what I'm saying like where she couldn't take it I couldn't take it and we and we broke up we split for like three years and it was like right around the time of that first tour with Ace and you know putting out my first record uh, produced by DJ Premier with Sky on it and yes, you know sir. what I'm saying like it was some of the dopest times in my life but also some of the worst times because I wasn't sharing those moments and experiences with the people that I knew loved me and had my back mm-hmm. you know so like I was running around I was having a lot of fun mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying like at the end of the night it wasn't wasn't right.
1: I was just about to say that because while you're moving and you're grooving, because uh, uh, most of the listeners don't know what, the album that you're talking about. Is that the Barrel Brothers album? Um,
0: oh, nah, no. Is that is, the before? Yeah, it was way before Barrel Brothers. Right,
1: so this was the album way before Barrel Brothers. You did it with DJ Premier, you did it with Sky Zoo. You're having fun. You're now in the music business, but not everybody knows what's going on with your personal life Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time. So it's almost like you, it's like, uh, It's fun, it's great, but then you're thinking like, damn, yo, am I being my father? Am I doing this? Am I doing the right thing?
0: I didn't feel all the way fulfilled because like only half of the only half of the story was told. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. only half of the of the coin was there. It was like, man, the the part that I was looking forward to, like being an artist and putting out records and traveling, that's dope. But the part that I built to get here, you know, starting a family, you know, having a girl, having a daughter. I was like, man, this that 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 part is not right. You know what I'm saying? And in the back of my mind, I always um knew that we had to figure out a reconcile. I was like, we gotta give it like a real, like hard, official go because we owe it to our child. And if it mm-hmm. don't work, I can just say I know that we gave our I gave it a real like the old college try, if you will. We gave it a, a legitimate shot. Um, so in the back of my mind, that was always something that I wanted to happen. It just took time. It was gonna take time to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we never spit a lot of days apart. Taylor and I saw each other pretty much every day outside mm-hmm. of the days I was traveling because her mom worked, you know what I'm saying? So she would still drop her off to me. I would take Taylor to school. I would run around, do my rap thing and then I had to pick her up at the end of the school day and then I would have to drop her off at home to mm-hmm. her mom, you know what I'm saying? So like even though Kimberly and I was separated, we still spent time together. We saw each other all the time and Taylor and I, we spent time together as well. So you know, I was just like, I got to get this right. This is my family. This is my daughter. You know, I don't want her to have daddy issues. I don't want her to have men issues. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, And anything that I do, every decision I make is contributing to what's going to happen to her future. Gotcha. So let me figure out how to do this right. How was
1: that feeling of um, the other child moving in, you know,
0: being born? Crazy. And it's a
1: son. Crazy. And it's it's not with you know the original
0: moms. Right. I, I'm I'm only assuming things got a little crazy. Oh yeah, nah, definitely did. You know, definitely did. I mean, that was like probably one of the hardest conversations I ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when it was real, you know, like she told me she was pregnant and this and that. But once it got like real, like I saw like the 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 baby bump and all of that, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like I have to let my my other family that I started know. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. again, like I said, we weren't together. Um, but I, I owed it to them to have that um that conversation with them because obviously my, my my daughter was gonna have a brother in the world and I was gonna have another child and you know like I had to let them know. Um but you know, funny enough, that's what kind of got my wife and I back on the right path. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like just because she was really supportive in that moment, you know what I'm saying? It was like, well, you know, shit happens, but I got you. And you know, whatever you need, I'll be here and we'll figure it out and boom, boom, boom. And from there. Yeah, yeah, and then from (laughs) there. I mean, not to say she ain't give me hell in the midst of that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, like her resilience and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I really was like, yo, she's down. Like, she's down for me. Like, no matter what, sleeping on the couch, sleeping on air mattress on the floor to, you know, just great ass thousands of dollar king size bed we have now. She she been there. You know what I'm saying? Like she been there. Like it was dead real. And so from there, we started kicking it more and dating more and, and just moving back into um, our relationship. And we got married shortly after that. That's yeah, what's man. up, man. Uh, congratulations to you. on that oh, and, um, to
2: you for sure. Uh Taylor said uh, the F-train go to Utica. <laughs> <laughs> she did I, was, I, I said, I said, really? I said. I, she did. That, that, I said, when? When? When did that happen? <laughs> she definitely said that. Like, what are you talking I, listen, about? <laughs> I ride that F train every day. And she rarely did. Yeah, and I said, F train go to Utica? Since when? I was like, there is no uh, off break. I was like, she must be, she must be talking about something else. Yeah, you know
0: what I'm saying? That, that, she, ain't been on, she ain't been on a train five days oh, of her life.
2: Now, salute to her because... Um, she knew it, like when I was talking about the music and all of that stuff, uh, she's very knowledgeable for a sixteen-year-old in this in this day and time. Yeah, of course. You know, and um, you know, she talking about things like Mike Dean. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah I said, she sixteen-year-old know about Mike, Mike Dean. Yeah. Ooh.
0: she's passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, I don't push it into like wanting to have a career in the music it's hand like right. that. But she likes to listen to music, different genres of music, different artists, different bands, you know, Absolutely. from from hip hop to rock to pop to nineteen seventy five she yeah. brought up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's she's really like diverse in her musical taste. But also she's just passionate about it. So she does a lot of research. Funny enough, she hit me while I was running around on this promo and she was like, Yo, I got something I need you to read, you know what I'm saying? Like if you could help me with it. I was like, Yeah, no doubt. So she sent it to me and it was this really dope piece. Um Talking about the, the the death of rock and roll and its reincarnation in hip hop and how like rock and roll isn't really dead because a lot of your favorite or the newer artists have adapted a lot of rap, rock culture. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like it was crazy. She was talking about Uzi and she was talking about the style of dress and and the mosh pits that happened at shows and all of these. She drew all these parallels and comparisons to um, where a lot of the new age rappers mimic what's happening in rock, and she was talking about just how it grew into the new um, radical uh, rebellious music that is like what with the younger people are making right now, and it was like so brilliant. I was like, "Yo, I thought, it was, I, thought I was reading Rolling Stone and something. I was hey, like, "Yo, this is crazy." Wait,
2: wait she hit you with the African American vernacular? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah I, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm because-
1: listening. <laughs> um, going back to you, you've done a bunch of tours we were just talking about now that you're, you're working on a tour now for your, for All Praises Do. Um, you've done a bunch of stuff. At what point did you say, you know what, I'm going to shift things a little bit. I'm going to take the responsibility of the music I put out, um, the videos I put out, and everything you know across the board, because you are an entrepreneur. For sure. Correct. For sure. But you're an entrepreneur, but then, yeah, you are an entrepreneur because you're selling your services to people. This is a fact. This yeah, so fact.
0: How, how did that come about? Um, it was really out of necessity, necessity based, you know, like Jay and Dame always talk about, you know, why they started Rockefeller because they shopped at every label and couldn't get a deal. Um, when I was coming in, the music that I was making, it was turning the corner. It was, it was lean with it, rock with it. It was, this is why I'm hot. Um, I think the South had really started to infiltrate New York radio and, and like the culture up, up North. And, um... People just wasn't checking for like a, a lyricist that was rapping over DJ Premier and Pete Rock
1: beats. You know what I'm saying? Not to cut you off, but what you came exactly what you just said. You came at the time when New York was like kind of listening. It was a terrible time. It was, it <laughs> sucks. It's crazy. Yeah. It was you, Sky uh Stimuli. Yeah. And you right. guys were like doing your thing. Being on the radio, but then at the time, it was just like, all right, so I'm listening to Tori and Sky Zoo on the radio, how right, cool. But then the Southern stuff comes on. Hey, yeah. hey, no it was, hate. It was right there. there. It was turning the corner. It was yeah. right there. It was like the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was also like the very early, um, early inception of the digital space uh-huh. as well. But like a little early. So I always say like, I was late for like that that like authentic New York hip hop. Like I was a little late for that. And and then I was a little too early before like the digital space popped because like, you know there were artists who were getting deals once MySpace really hit and and like now with social media like you can do so many things so I was just kind of caught in a weird position in the middle Mm -hmm. of both of those um but you know that's 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 my story and that's what it was so I just had to figure it out I was like man. I was having a conversation with a friend and I was like, you know, I'm not making the money that I want to make or I thought I would make in rap. I didn't realize it was all a facade and everybody was lying to me over these years. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to get in and you know what I mean? The yachts come and the girls in the bikinis come <laughs> and the gold chains and the twin Benzes on the album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Not knowing that stuff went back after the photo was taken. Yeah. You know, but I, I learned rather quickly and um, I was like, I have to figure out how to make the money that I need to make to sustain a good livelihood, um, but not throw away all the years that I've invested. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really legitimately would have been like trying to start over because, like I said, there was nothing else I ever wanted to do. So it was tons of things I could have done. Like I'm, I'm talented. I feel like I'm educated enough to do things. I'm a um, fast learner. You know, I get along well with people. I got all these amazing attributes. Modest, of course. Um, I all these amazing attributes that would have lended themselves to doing a bunch of different things, but I never invested time or energy into anything other than making records. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, I was like, if I do have to figure out how to make money and if I do have to have some type of employment, if you will, it's got to be music business related. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so... Um, when I went to college, are you asked? I believe you asked off air. Off when air I went to, college, went to
2: college, I, yeah, I um. Um, what college did you go to?
0: I went to Kingsborough. Kingsborough, okay. So that's why okay. I not. I really ain't go to college. No, uh. I went to Kingsborough, <laughs> um, and I took business administration. Okay. And um, I learned enough about what I needed to do to run a business because I knew that although I wanted to be an entertainer, I knew that the field was in the music business. And the music part I had figured out, but the business part is where I was like, I'm gonna have to know what to do with this money when I make it. I'm gonna have right. to know how to, you know, make sure I don't get caught by the IRS and learn how to, you know what I'm saying? Like what I have to do with this money and what happens when I'm not on tour, what happens when I don't have an album out. So like for me, it was it was important to learn about business and marketing and just the aspects of what to do. Um, so I said all that to say because the sound was changing, and the focus was changing, and it was becoming way more difficult to get the attention of DJs and record labels. Just went, oh, you from New York? I right, cool. Next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they wasn't even giving you a shot when it was when my draft class came in, if you will. Um, I was like, all right, so I gotta figure out how to put my own records out. You know, I gotta figure out how to do my own distribution. Okay, well, I would spend a lot of time in Fat Beats. I know that they got a company. There's a logo back here. Oh word. So they 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 press up vinyl. Okay, so we can press vinyl with them. And I was like, okay, well, there's iTunes and people can listen to music and buy music off the computer now. So let me figure out how to get distribution in that space. And I met my my partner still to this day, Jim. Um, and we and, and he had uh, he had early on like one of the first people to have digital distribution with no middle person, like mm. no Caroline, no Orchard, no none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like he was direct with all of the DSPs and he offered that same deal to me. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I was able to get digital distribution. So when I put Daily Conversation out, I put out a CD that sold and that was one stream of income and then I put out the digital which was through another distribution and that was another um, income stream. And I was like, wow, I got two revenue streams right now because even if the CDs don't do well, it's not taking away from what I'm making on the digital. And so I was like, well, what else can I do to bring money? Because if I can do this two more times, that'll basically be like me selling a decent amount of albums. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so I just learned how to diversify and I figured out other ways to have revenue streams and income come in. Um, And I just learned how to do more and more, how to book shows. how to get the best prices on selling t-shirts, the best way to sell t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and how do I market this merch? Okay, now that I get on the road, all right, well, boom, I'm getting X amount for a show and if I sell this amount of merch after the show and if I hold on to this amount of my per diem when I come back off the road, oh shit, that's like a good year working for UPS, you yeah, know what I'm saying? like, yeah. It was all trial and error. You know, I didn't go into it with the intent to do so many things and learn how to do so many things. Um, But out of necessity, because I didn't have a team, I didn't have a label, there was no backer or anything like that, Um, I just had to figure it out.
1: So you just create from the, from all your experiences, you
0: created the internal affairs. Yes, internal <laughs> affairs was the name of my my homies, um, and it was it was basically a rip off of the firm. Like when Nas and A. Z. and them started the firm, I was like, "Yo, what's the name of my crew? We need a crew name." You know what I mean? We cut all our we cut our braids and we went down to the low seasons and the waves. We was like, "Yo, what's our crew?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, the firm is a movie. What's another movie? Internal affairs." You know Boom. what I'm saying? Boom. We policing the industry, you know what I'm saying? Hey, who police the police? Uh, yeah, the internal yeah, affairs? Yeah. Who the baddest motherfuckers out there? Who above them. the law? The right cops are. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? But who keep them in check? Internal affairs. Outskies. Put an entertainment on the end of that trade market, and <laughs> we out. And that was We out here and, to I'm and I'm hitting the road. <laughs> <Right>. We out <laughs> yeah. here collab. Uh, and, and I drew. I drew the logo. You know, I drew the original oh, logo. Okay. I used to draw. I used to draw. Um, could have went to art and design and maybe had a career in that but hip hop was is, is my first love, um, That's so dope, man, yeah, I'm yeah. very well in it,
2: appreciate it, well yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely um go ahead, my be, brother be, before before we go, um well, actually continue on i I'll ask this question when it when it segues in i i'll I'll get it in
1: I was gonna say, um rapping, touring, um you know, putting out vinyl. Vinyl money is good, actually, by the way. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. yeah sure, I see sure. that yeah.
2: everybody's bringing back vinyl now. Yo, like, vinyl I, money is I'm cool. Like, Yo, when you I, travel I, I to Europe, <laughs> <no laughs> when more. you travel yeah. to Europe,
0: like, I, I learned that. So, my first my first tour ever, I didn't make a dime, but I gained a wealth of knowledge because I had no merch, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would go up, I would do my shows, and I would do my songs, do my set, and then I would walk off the stage and people came to me for something and I had nothing, you know what I'm saying? And so I learned very quickly, okay, you got to have merch. All right, well, what does that consist of? CDs, t-shirts, hoodies, boom, boom, boom. So then I watched the merch table. Okay, these people like vinyl. They want they want a piece of wax that they could take home. It's something that's tangible, physical. You can sign it, boom, boom, boom. They weren't so big on CDs. They definitely didn't care about the digital age, MP3s. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, man, that first tour was just a crash course of learning experience, you know what I'm saying, into what I did. So on my next tour, I had a shit ton of vinyl, and I figured out, you know, again, how to how to make everything that I did make sense from then on.
1: And not for nothing, also, vinyl isn't cheap. So if you're listening and you're... Someone, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're someone who is an up-and-coming rapper, whatever the case may be, and you want to use Toray's uh, manual, obviously, everybody has a different way to go about things, um, but yeah, you definitely have to invest into yourself. Um, yeah, for sure. So for sure.
0: I-, I give you a couple. Of, I give you a couple pieces of jewelry. Um, if you can <laughs> know knowing what territories you're going to, mm. if you're distributor. Um, has a partner out in that territory and they can get the vinyl there before you, because you don't want to carry it because it's heavy as hell. Heavy as and shit.
1: I never toured with it, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm.
0: super heavy, so you don't want to carry it just because it's a strain on your back. But also, you got to pay like you weigh, you know what I'm saying? So, either you want to have your distributor ship the vinyl there off top, or even have the vinyl in that market because it's already being distributed there and you can just go pick it up from one of their partners. You know what I'm saying? But again, this is just something I That's learned. jewelry right yeah, there. Yeah, this is something I learned, you That's know, a after, right there. That's after a lugging up. around a duffel bag of vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: um, shout out to my brothers, Eric and Matt. When I'm like, all right, so just... So we'll be talking about touring So I'm just like Alright so you're getting this From from this city and you're getting that From si- that city And they're the ones Who were touring They're the ones Who were making the music And everything So they're like all right, And they school. are and they, Yeah exactly no, I'm like, Who they are Tell Oh the, the doppelgangers yes. Excuse me I'm there sorry you know. It's cause I grew up with them My bad So yeah <laughs> So so I'm talking to E and Matt And I'm just like Alright cool You know alright Thank you so for just, that Yeah just take the Just take the merch Just take the the, the vinyl And Matt is mad for it. He's like yo You know how heavy that shit is bro Super heavy Like he's like We're not lugging that around we have to, so we figured out different ways to ship it over here, ship it over there to a point where it's just like, all right, man, y'all just they figured out, hey, they we're definitely just gonna did, grab you know, a duffel and just but also, it them like
0: doing the deal because they did a deal with HHV, right?
1: Yes, funny that you say that because it started out at the time they like put out this Lone Sharks album, right? Lone mm-hmm. Sharks are super dope in 2011, mm-hmm. Facts. and then at the same time. My wife said that she's pregnant with my six year old. Right. So I was just like, damn, like I really want to do music. Like I, I really just not do music, but I want to be in music. So I just start hitting a bunch of people up, um, start talking to different people. How do I approach, um, you know, people? Um, how do I approach promoters? I didn't know anything. So um, Karen, um, shout out to Karen. She's a mom now. I don't know how old her kid is But um, Shout out to Karen Shout out to Karen So Karen goes Yo um, Stop sending me emails <laughs> Like <laughs> 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 Yo Stop sending me emails Short You guys already right come out Yeah she shut me down fast so I was like down. Damn So I'm just like, yo, I just got to figure it out, figure it out. And then at the same time, I'm building a relationship with Ronald. Again, Ronald, shout out to Ronald. He also just had a child. Ronald was just like, yo, you guys are dope out here. Send me some CDs, so on and so forth. And Ronald was the one who put me onto vinyl. And I talked to them about vinyl, and they were like, yo, vinyl is actually a good look. And then, you know, there we are. But... um. Not to backtrack or get out of the way, but yeah, if you are an artist, underground-wise, and it is good to be an underground artist these days because you could you could definitely create your own niche and do your damn thing. Word. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Look into
2: vinyl. Look into going into but all the artists. Are, they're doing it now. Like I'm seeing, like like guys like Alchemist, like they dropping vinyl. Uh, like Rock Mossy, they dropping vinyl. That like, what? Yo, yeah. Cake, every bro, project,
0: but, every every project, every album that I put out. Has um, come with a vinyl release. The Has only to. thing, yeah, the only thing I didn't put out on vinyl were a couple of EPs that I did um, off the record and "A Mission of Guilt." I didn't put those on vinyl. Um, but this new project will be on vinyl. You know, what I'm do saying? it up. Yeah, yeah. This new project, uh, "All Praises," do out right now will be on yes. vinyl.
1: So, um, going back into the into your story. Um, you're doing uh no, rap no 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 no, no 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 no
2: no 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 because he mentioned all praises. Dude. No 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 I was gonna get into no, all wait, praises too. I was gonna wait, get wait, all wait, right. do your thing, do your wait, thing. Wait,
0: wait. My word zero dog dirty, the plot dirty. Mm. Oh, Killings man. all clean at scene with the clock dirty. I try to stay mad. cow Watson, they flock birdie. Walk away, vest and bandana that's pop worthy. Hoping my pops hurt me.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Hoping my pops hurt me. Come on, wait, man. you know,
0: I think that the line after that is is just as important. I said, Hoping my pops hurt me. Make my little man see a man when he watch for me. Absolutely. Gave mm. him a watch early because he on the clock early. Mm. Yes, I had yes, a couple yes. cribs with my rib before I popped 30. Talk, mm. to, him. Talk, Talk to, to him.
2: Talk to him.
0: So to break that down, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Talk <laughs> to him. My son him. is watching, so yes. I got to lead by example. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He on the clock, so he got to do better than I did. I had a couple cribs with my ribs. So I got a condo in Brooklyn. I got a crib in Atlanta. Talk to him. Before wait, wait. I got out of my 30s. Had a couple cribs with my rib for a pop thirty. You know what I'm saying? Get my son to watch early because he on the clock early. Mm. Make my man see a man when he watch for me. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? So like Did y'all all hear of that.
2: What he said about the rib though? Yeah, break that, my, my break wife. That, my break wife, wife is my or? rib. You know
0: what I'm saying? Come on, Come on man. We, y'all, y'all know the story. Right. Some people don't. You know Some what I'm people don't. Break it down. down. Break it Come down. On, man. Yo, the woman. The woman was birthed from the rib. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Of uh, the first original man of Adam. You know what I'm saying? So from that rib. God created a woman. You know what I'm saying? So you call your you call your woman your rib, because mm-hmm. she's of your rib. You know what I'm saying? So I had a couple cribs with my rib. It also rhyme, crib, rib. Right. <laughs> I mean, make it make sense. But yeah, yeah sometimes people say I, I do too much. Like you got no, lines after no. line after line. People be missing it. People get mad. I'll be like, yo, like
1: it is what it is. You're an artist. Do what you do what artists <laughs> yo, keep do. Doing, put, keep doing listen, what you're doing.
2: Listen, I when um when all this when Scoob told me you was coming on. Um, I've, I've always heard of your name, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, throughout the years. Um, I don't know, are, are you, do you know of a, a girl named Mila Machinko? That's my sister, that's my fam. That's how I heard of your name. But I don't know if y'all, like, um, y'all have y'all, y'all done anything together? We worked together on a bunch of joints, actually. Um, now, a lot of my peoples, I love her to
0: death, yeah. super talented, amazing voice, amazing writer, Absolutely, Biggin' and all of that, just absolutely. a super dope human being, um great friend of mine, right, um yeah, but we worked on a few records, we worked on a few how, records together. that's
2: how I heard of your name, because um, I um I was doing music production with her producer Khan. Con, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Mike, but Mike Braganza, yeah, that's my man comedian um, now, right yeah, absolutely you know. <laughs> comedian, stand up comedian, <laughs> salute to him um so like when he told me about he said, hey, you know, Toray coming on the show, I said. Let me uh, refresh my my ears with the work. I'm just going through. I'm like, yeah, this shit is nice. And I went back. <laughs> I, I went. It. I went back to the entitled work. You know, what I'm saying work. And I was listening to that and everything. Um, but then when I like when this popped up, all praises due. And um, what's the what, what's the what's the song? Uh, Throw it on. Uh, take take notes when yeah. take notes when they had that open. I was like, damn. I said. Shit is wild. So I like I, I, but I'm you know I'm studying I'm studying you I'm studying everything I'm saying I'm going over I'm getting familiar with you and everything. So when this moment happens, you know we have something to discuss. Of course, um, absolutely. So as I'm going through, I peeped your bio. You're in the plant
0: based. Yeah, 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 you, see, you <laughs> can, but the Yo, we we don't have, have a chips. video right now. I got the lightly salted <laughs> green
2: pea snap crisps. I told him I was. I said he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going through, you know, you know, we we vibing, we going over the stuff that we need to talk about with you and everything." I said, "Yeah," I said, "I did," I said, "I did the knowledge on him." I said, "I see he's in the plant base." I said, "Um, now." He's like, oh, word, word. Reason why I'm I'm bringing it up because my my dad and uh, my stepmoms they're in the plant base and they've been in it about six years now. Okay, they OGs. Oh yeah, for they real. OGs oh you know, with no, it now. No, for real, for real. Like they are like all the way with it, and they you know my dad he shoot me gems on how to do it, but you know I I I did it a little bit. My sister though, my sister get busy with it. She's been doing a lot of the stuff and everything, but I'm still trying to work my way in and shit. I gotta lose about 20 pounds before this year is over. I'm trying to get into this blue suit, B. So (laughs) (laughs) get worried up, B. My wife, you know, she she said, yo, I wanna see you in a blue suit. You know, like the some some you know, I, I forgot the guy. Uh, it's nothing in here I could show you the blue, but
0: um, I'm sure it's a very beautiful yeah, blue. Yeah, it's a
2: blue. It's almost like your your hat. Okay. But a little darker, okay. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, "I want to see you in that. I want to. We want to go out in the town." So I'm like, "All right, I got the suit. There you go. It was from Zara. Okay. I just happened Are you to shopping walk shopping at Zara. Yo, he let, loves yo. using Zara. No. As example. Yeah, <laughs> because I, one of our peoples, one of our peoples, you know, he, he cutting down his weight. Yeah. So I always make the joke. I'm like, yeah. I said, when you cut down, then you're gonna be a Zara model. You know, you can see Zara. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just so happened, I was at the Apple store, and Zara's right next to it so i said let me dip in there you know just take a peek whatever they had the blue suit so that flavor in yeah, there yeah they had the blue suit it's and, my time right and they had my they had my size i tried it on i got it is a little snug moving forward so i said damn i got to i got to adjust now move, now my point are you still heavy into plant based
0: yeah 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 now nah, my diet is is totally plant based um a little over two years now. I've been. I've been. People say vegan. Um, I don't say vegan because I still wear. Leather. I learned that from Styles P, who's right. also got a plant based diet. Shout big, to him. Yeah, right. yeah, my Shout big homie Styles P. He said, "Yeah, I don't say I'm vegan too because I still wear leather." You exactly. Know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, word. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my whole entire lifestyle isn't isn't vegan, but my diet is plant based. So I don't eat any meat or any animal products or byproducts uh, from animal. Um. And I've been on that for two years, and funny funny enough, obviously, because we're on the Make Fatherhood Great Again, 36 Chambers A of Fatherhood, fatherhood absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Um, my daughter went vegetarian for a while. Tay went vegetarian for a while, and she was talking about all the benefits, and you know, trying to figure out how to clear her skin and things like that. You know, she's a super
2: forward thinker. Now that's that. See, that's the new generation of sixteen-year-olds and teenagers. <laughs> yeah. like, man, you know, I was that's... eating
0: every hero, drinking every fifty-cent soda. Yeah. At 16 still carry, Yeah, I still carry you those know? bad habits. Listen, we <laughs> was wilding yeah. back when, I was when we was young. Young heads wilding. Man, exactly. I'll exactly. be in table talk. i table talk pies <laughs> and every <laughs> every little Debbie
2: <laughs> in the store. <laughs> Table talk. At talk to her. Um, oh,
0: to her. But but she started, you know, she was she was very focused and adamant about you know being vegetarian for this moment. And um I just listened to her, man. I take a lot of cues from both of my kids. Anyway, okay. long story short, in 2015, I was at a album listening session, and it was regular rap album, you know, Hennessy, weed, smoking the air, pizza, and chicken. The you know fun I mean? times. It was yeah. great times, right? Yeah, uh, of course. And and I'm eating this this chicken wing, right? And I bit into it, and I was really turned off by it, like super turned off. And I don't know if it was in the back of my mind what Taylor was talking about, or if I just didn't enjoy the taste, or it wasn't made right. But I was whatever the the reasoning was, I was really turned off by eating this piece of chicken. And I was like, yo, I'm good on chicken for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm good on chicken and I'm good on turkey for a minute. Mm. So one thing about myself is I like to challenge myself. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like in various different ways, I like to challenge myself. See how much I could endure, how much I could take. So that happened in September of 2015. So I said, "Yo, I'm gonna go the rest of the year, no chicken." I, I was already off beef and pork forever, um, but I was like, "Yo, no chicken, no turkey, no nothing. I'm going pescatarian." What they call pescatarian? Mm. Just eating fish my first of choice was salmon. You know what I'm saying? I can enjoy salmon. Um, and one thing about me is I'm not a super picky eater, so I can literally eat the same thing eight days in a row and not be stressed out about it. Um, so I was too. on, yeah, I was mm-hmm. on salmon yeah. for a minute. And as I was reading up one day, they were talking about the GMO salmon and how um, basically they've been able to create salmon that's so close to actual salmon that they don't even have to let you know is is GMO anymore? It mm. was like because there's no way you could tell. It was like you know we ran these tests and there's no way we could tell the difference between the actual wild caught salmon and the salmon that we made genetically modified. Hopefully so, my
1: wife isn't listening
0: because she <laughs> makes
1: a bomb salmon. Yo,
0: and then man. from there I was like yo I don't want no computer love B. like <laughs> I <don't laughs> want no computer salmon.
2: Um, that's, a, that's good. That's yeah,
0: good so you know one. I went I went from the end of 2015 like once I made it through Thanksgiving and Christmas which you know. It was a big deal in black household. Once I made it through those holidays and stayed true to my salmon with all the turkey around and all the fixing, I was like, yo, I can do this. So, I I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but I said that I was going to start the year vegetarian. I was like, all right, boom. I went, you know, no turkey, no fish for these last three months. I've been off beef and pork for 12, 15, 15 12 years, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm going to go vegetarian to start 2016. And I went vegetarian, I felt good, and you know what I'm saying, then I started doing the knowledge. I was like, well, what is vegan? I don't really know what that is. I hear it. How close is it to vegetarian? What's the difference? And then I started kind of doing the knowledge on veganism, and by May, I had gone vegan of 2016. Okay. And that's it. So, so, that's I've been, it. Or oh, plant-based. plant-based. Yeah, that's I've been plant-based. plant-based. There
2: Oil or water? Oil or water.
0: When you cook When I'm it. cooking uh I mean sometimes I might do a little uh extra virgin olive oil but a lot of stuff is I I'll I I'll just use water as my base.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See that See that that's that plant-based talk. Nah, see, yeah, like, yeah. I can't yeah, do that. I, I, I can't uh, do that much. Uh, <laughs> I've tried no, I, I've certain things it. I do I've done it. Uh, I've done the, water. The, yeah, certain things
0: I do to wait, wait, wait it, a
2: EVOO but for the most part yeah you like tried uh, uh black bean spaghetti? Nah.
1: Black bean spaghetti? You got to yeah. send me that link.
2: Black bean spaghetti is Yeah, that sounds lit. Yeah, that nah, sounds. That sounds sound lit. Like yeah, that, that sounds lit. That sounds nah, good. That um, hold on. Let me let me let me throw this at. Uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, was what, what, was meatless? Um, hold on. what's the. the... Right, right. Pause, pause. <laughs> my <laughs> bad, my bad, my bad. Like, excuse, um, excuse my vernacular, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. my African American <laughs> vernacular. <Benacular. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, the beast. What is it? The
0: beast burger. Oh yeah, they got the beast burger. They got the like? ultimate burger. Yeah, how you like um, that? The the incredible no the what is it? The
1: incredible burger. What's that? What's that? Because I, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm it's, not sure. It's
0: all plant made. Um, that burger is really really close to. I, I haven't had it. It's very close to. Um, is basically to try to convert meat eaters. Try that burger, and they really can't tell the difference because the taste they say are derived from this chemical mixing with that chemical that creates this taste. So they figured out a way to create that taste in a in a meatless burger. Um, I haven't had it. What I'm really trying to do, honestly, is even move away from. So for the last two years that I've been vegan, I'm like beginner stage vegan. So I'm still looking for stuff that tastes like. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that I'm used to eating. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I found a vegan pizza. Oh, this is dope. But it's still like bread and you know what I'm saying? Like there's a cheese alternative, but it's still like bread and sauce and stuff like that. So what I'm really trying to do is not eat processed food moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like nothing that come out of pack. Like I really wanna go raw vegan is what they call it. I really wanna to try to go raw pulse um I've done I've done it I've done it for months at a time but I really want to like really transform into that you know what I'm saying and transition into just like being a raw vegan because um you know there's like Guardian and different companies that make like the meat. Like I, like, I eat a lot of the um, I do the spelt pasta, pasta mm-hmm. with the meatless crumble, I do the meatless meatball and all that. Okay, I did that. Super good, tasty, you know what I'm saying? Very reminiscent to what
2: you would love if you had spaghetti and meatballs back in the days. Oh, speaking of that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, what I did was um, because he mentioned it. I got uh, the meatless uh, uh sausage joint. Pause on that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Pause on that. <laughs> the pause game would never never go, go
1: Not dead. for me. I'm no sorry. way. Nah, yeah.
0: Sorry. I'm never going to be that. And, I, and I'm
1: okay with gays. I'm fine. I'm secure my Yeah, I'm, I'm secure my mail. Yeah, but my pause man. is
2: funny Pause. Right.
1: Pause is funny. I don't care what anybody like, says. You I'm you sorry. Just,
2: you can't let the, the sentence just keep going. No, yeah. You. And I'm going to keep got saying pause. Acknowledge what you said, fam. Exactly. Who cares? So... I got that, right? And um, I made some pasta and I cut cut it up, threw it in the pasta. Kennedy. Um, Kennedy is my four year old daughter. Word. And, Shout to Kennedy. Yeah. Shout out to Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, and, Two Kennedys. And, and, and actually, because yeah, his, um, his son. My three year old. His three year old son. Shout too. to Kennedy. Kennedy. Kennedy, right. Kennedy, Kennedy Square. Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, Kennedy Square. And um, she's known as, I call her, everybody know her as Kenny on the Beats. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what I did was I cut that uh sausage up, right? Damn, that shit sounds so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I cut it up, put it in the pasta, made it, and I I didn't tell my wife at first. I said, I wanna see what happened. So um I watched everybody eat it. Now, the only thing was Kennedy was like, she noticed that it was spicy. Because you know with those type of like, you know, meatless things, they yeah. added a like lot of Like the black bean burger yeah. and stuff spicy like that. Yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's good, but it's spicy. So then I told my wife, I said, you know what, um, this is not the sausage joint. I, I hit you with the the meatless joint. She was like, okay, now my older daughters... Tore that shit up. My seventeen year old tore that <laughs> shit up. It was like, oh, this shit is good. Now, you know, because I don't want to spend so much time on this. Uh I think that. um Are you you in the gym? Because I, I, I think. You're yeah, in the yeah. gym hard yeah, right. body. I remember yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> on Instagram
1: because yeah. the last I've I've seen you I've seen you many of times through passing. Right. Um, I spoke about the Marco Polo birthday. Um. There was a time where we did, uh, shout out to Flood Watches, yeah. Doug and Mel, we're going to do a dinner soon. Um, we did a watch for mm-hmm. a mixtape that you
0: had. Yeah. That flavor. I did a watch. Be Yo, he did a watch respect with what out a
1: mixtape, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and at the time, um, Flood Watches didn't come with just a watch. You had a watch. You had, two, bands. you had multiple bands and it came in a box. Torre came up with his own bread his own design, and said, this is what I want for a watch. Flood was doing um, different licensing at the time. Torre was one of the first people to do licensing at the time because, um, you know, not to go far into that, but I remember um, I was talking with my father, and at the time he was working with Slaughterhouse, and we did a Slaughterhouse watch. Slaughterhouse, as much as Joe Budden and all these other guys, you know, they were into their craft, Nobody took the detail and the respect of their project the way this man, Torre did. He did a uh, mixtape uh, release party.
2: Yeah.
1: The the watches. And he so, he sold everything. He had the money up front. That's that Kingsborough he, he College, said, college. I mean, Yeah, He said he had the money up front. That's
2: that Kingsborough College. And, 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 college, and we're going right? to have Mel on the
1: show soon and Doug well, on the show soon. But he had the money up front. And he said, this is what I want to do it. Here's the, the design. And Gary put it on. Get shout out to Gary. That's my guy. Gary put it on. They did they did everything. And your man had the money up front. And he said, I don't have any more because that shit was so dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. We did the we did the uh, heart failure, 2011 heart failure mixtape. And I was just thinking of different ways, you know what I'm saying. Like, flood was a, a super popping brand, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Shout like, to it was flood, man. it was those a were lifestyle like thing. Life. Man, I love I love Doug and Mel, man. Big big shout out to both of those guys. And Gary, shout out to Gary for sure, for sure. I, I just knew Mel and Doug. No, no, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Were absolutely, yeah absolutely. You was in the office. Yeah, so you yeah know I was I yeah, 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 But um, yeah, man. Shout out to my brother Bova, who's still on the team. Um, we sat down and he designed the watch, and I gave my input. And it was dope. It was dope. Brandon like, Bofer, right? Brandon Bofer, yeah, Santiago. Brandon yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Full names out yeah, there. My bad, my bad. Um, I'm sorry. Was and, we mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and we did O'Hall by the way. Yeah, yeah. And we did. And we did the Heart Failure Watch. I was Something Some I'm very proud of, uh, but I still talk about to this day. Like, yo, we did a watch. That's crazy. That's
1: insane. That's crazy. Yo, you know how many artists I can that I've spoken to? I did a. I, well, I I didn't do it, but we sat down at, and. Um, I uh, did a project with John Wall Word. for um, his sneaker release, right? Word. And not even John Wall, and I know he's a millionaire, I know he's a basketball player and all this other stuff, not even him had the enough attention to detail, I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to do it that way. toray came through and showed us how it was done. From there, just so you know, from there, yes we did other projects at that time, but from there you know, they ventured out to Disney and NBA and all this other cool stuff. But um, I wanted to say that The reason why I brought it up Is because I saw you a few times But you cut out You cut off in weight Like you you slim down You look at Slim now Shouts to you And on I need Instagram I drop 20
0: I've been running around I've been running around Eating You know what I mean As, I normally, around eating The, the plant Yeah snaps. I wouldn't be eating Harvest snaps at this hour You know what I'm saying <laughs> But I didn't eat all day Just running around Then I looked up And I was like Yo you gotta have something mm-hmm. So I was like can I go to Season vegan real quick? And I have enough time, it's uptown. Anytime I make a trip uptown, I make, a, I make my way up to Season vegan. I was like, man, I ain't going to have time. So I just grabbed some of these. But yes, to your point.
1: But yo, you cut down on weight. So you did the vegan thing. You cut down on weight. What, what's your schedule? Let's, what's your, what's your regimen like? Because also what people don't know and what I did not mention yet is that not only are you uh, an artist, right? You are also an entertainer because you do um, you do uh, some shows, you host some shows. Yes, yeah, so I host a lot of shows. You host shows like physically, like you're yeah. in front of people, like, right. hey, some, someone, someone's coming up. Right, right, right. Um, you do that. You also um, do, you have your own serious XM show. Yes, six uh, days a week. Six days a week, so you're working. Killing me. Killing him, but he's still getting paid. And <laughs> so no, no, it's, it's, it's it's serious. It's serious with serious. We're not and, getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're also with BET and Revolt TV, my brother.
0: Word, word. it Running the company. Torrey's uh, a brand. I'm 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 out here, man. I'm out here, like I said, man, multiple revenue streams. You know what I mean? Keep everything in order. Um my my regimen and my my daily routine is you know first and foremost anytime i'm home i take my daughter to school you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's that's more important to me my son doesn't live with me you know what i'm saying so like that's a whole other conversation but anytime i'm in town i take my daughter to school um so that's how i start my morning i drive back i got my gym clothes in the car i go to the gym i put a couple hours in i get back to the crib by like 10, 30, 11 and then from there we flip open the laptop, we answer emails, and obviously while I'm in the gym, I'm checking stuff on my phone. But when I get to the computer is when I really get into admin mode, is what I call it. <laughs> and I'm doing admin until it's time to hit the station, you know what I'm saying? If I'm in Atlanta, um, I actually can record out there. When I'm in New York, I record at the studios out here, um, bang that out. And then, you know, depending on what those emails entailed or what I what else I needed to do, um, that's that's what the rest of my days and hours are spent on. Um, but it's 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 not routine, but I kinda have a, a formula of how I do things. You know what I'm saying? Like I definitely always want to take my daughter to school because we've been doing that forever. I used to pick her up, take her to school and pick her up. Mm. But now my wife handles the pickup part, you know what I'm saying, which is great for me. It helps me out so I don't have to like stop my day in the middle of the day to go pick her up from school. Um, and I'm also teaching her how to drive so she can at some point move herself she around. She got to learn how to drive. Yeah, bro. yeah, she can yeah. move around, my daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's good though. She's good. She's good in uh, our little practices. I practice runs. She got a permit and all that. So she's good. I think she'll be in the road soon. That,
1: yo, when I learned how to drive, my stepfather would be sitting there, and he would be, like, nervous throughout the whole time, <laughs> and he would make me nervous, and he'll be like, yo, come on, Adam, like, you gotta, you gotta merge on, you gotta, you gotta put your blinkers on, you gotta do this, I hated <laughs> when he was in the car, bro, yo, and are you that type of, nah, are you that type of, oh, okay, that's good. one
0: thing about me, so, another thing people don't know about shout out me, shout to my stepdad, by the way, is, um, before I, was it before, or after the bank? I worked at the bank first. Um, what so, were you doing at
2: the bank? Sorry to cut you off.
0: So when I was in high school, they had this program called co-op. You know what mm-hmm. co-op is? Yes, I yes Co-op too.
2: Program? Yes, I was. What's, Co- what's the co-op program? Co-op is you work one week and you go to school the next.
0: And that worked for me because I didn't want to be at school every single week and I didn't want to be working every single week.
2: How did a uh, co-op affect you?
0: You know, I was always a good student, but like that was around the time. Also, my home life was crazy, and so. I definitely like kind of strayed away from my studies. And so um, I looked up and it was my senior year of high school. I didn't have en- what would have been my senior year of high school. I didn't have enough credits to graduate. And I'm bugging because I'm like, yo, I can't drop out and I can't get a GED. That's just not, you know what I'm saying? Like, no knock that nobody's done it. I was like, yo, that's just not my thing. Like, I always just equated that with, with not finishing out something that you started. And so I went to the co op. Um, teacher and I begged her. I was like, Miss Combs, please like let me in the program. She's like, nah, you don't got the grades. You don't got the attendance. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I know that. I was like, but I'm an excellent student when I apply myself. And if I don't get into this program, I don't know if I'm a graduate because like I'm just not like I got a lot going on. Like I need this. And she took a risk and she took a chance on me and she was like, all right, I'm going to let you in and you got to get straight A's, or you out. And I was like, I can do that, no problem. And she let me in, In my high school wasn't A's, it was M's, but M's, but uh, Mastery of Excellence. But um, the equivalent of what an A was. And um, she let me in the program and I kept my, my word, I kept my end of the bargain and I excelled in the program. Um, and my job at, in co ops was, was I was like, why did I start talking about co-op? I worked at Independent Savings Bank um, as a messenger. So basically, this is really before like computer internet super heavy you're saying where you still had to take um actual files with you you know what I'm saying like certain things they wasn't trying to fax and nothing like that so you had to run around with files you had your little statue with all the stuff in it you know what I'm saying um and so that was my job I was a messenger for the bank I would take stuff you know what I'm saying from bank to bank all the chase I mean all the uh, independent savings banks across the city when I graduated from high school I did so well at the bank that they offered me a job. They offered me a position. And technically, I didn't graduate because it was still one test that I needed to take. Which test to, was that? Um, One of the, like...
2: Uh, the GR... The, um, I'm about to say GRPs. Uh... Not GRPs. Um, it was like R-C- a, R-C-T, yeah, RCT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: RCT. Exactly. It was a uh, RCT. I couldn't yeah, even remember. Yeah. It was a RCT. My guidance counselor told me I took it. I told my guidance counselor I never took it. He said, "No, you gotta you pat you got a passing score on it." And I knew I didn't take it. And then when it's time to graduate, they was like, "Yeah, you didn't take this RCT." So I had to wait six because you know they don't get them tests, but like every six months or something like that. So mm-hmm. I had to wait six months. So basically. I was finished my school credits, but I couldn't technically walk or graduate because I didn't take that test. Anyway, that the to me too. word, that yeah. we got mad parallels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, the bank offered me a job, a full-time job in the records department. So I was an 18-year-old kid working at a bank, making a decent salary with no vices. I had no kids. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. All I did was buy fitted hats and sneakers. Mm. That's all I did with my bank money. Um, but yeah, co-op co-op saved me because I don't think, you know, I don't know if I would have been as focused as I needed to be when I was in, the, or if I had not gotten into that program. That helped me graduate high school. So I worked at the bank. So then after I finally took my test and passed, I was full-time, a full-time employee at the bank. Like I said, young dude making decent money for a kid from the projects with no real expenses, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I stayed at the bank for a number of years and then... I started to look into the Department of Education, what was the Board of Education at the time? Department of Education um, as a paraprofessional, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, man, you know, the, the reason I did that though was because of course, what's my backbone? What's my story? What's the, what's the, what's the common thread? Music. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, if I got the weekends off... I got the summers off, I got mm-hmm. the holidays off, that gives me mad time to do music, you know what I'm saying? Like, Because I'm working at this bank and it's dope and I'm making money, but I don't really got the time like I want to. I'm getting off at five, six o'clock, I got to work a lot. I'm like, nah, this is whack. I'm going to work at the border of Ed, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm way more flexible and really the attractive thing was having the summers off because I was like, yo, I'm going to just bang out one summer, get busy and get a deal. Um, and so I, I transitioned from the bank into into the Department of Education, where I stayed for a
2: number of years. Did you make it as a powerful um, Paraprofessional? Yeah, I was
0: almost a teacher. Was, like I'm who, glad I got
2: out of it. Who was your kid?
0: Yeah, I had I had a, I had a couple of one to one. I had this one kid called the fridge, mad <laughs> D, like 40 pounds. Um, wasn't verbal though, mm. and he was highly motivated by food. So he had D bowed his way through the whole. Leave out the classroom. <laughs> nobody can stop him. They grabbing his leg. He make his way to the cafeteria and start taking people food like crazy. And um that was my first. He got me my job because I started as a sub. And when they figured out I could handle the fridge, that was all <laughs> the they needed. Fridge. There was nobody else that could handle the fridge, man. And and that's how he got me my job. Um, shout to the fridge. Shout Boy, to the shout fridge, to the man. man. The I hope him and his family. Yeah, I hope him and his family are doing well. Oh. Um, but. I realized that you can't dabble into the music business. You got to be fully submerged in it. If you're not giving it your all, it's not going to give you its all. And so I went to the administration and you know, like I said, people knew I, I rapped and the group that I was in at the time, like that 12 inch had come out, you know what I'm saying? So like they were seeing and hearing things and I told to the principal and I was like, yo, can I take a sabbatical? And she was like, I can give you like a medical leave of absence for a year and hmm. you can come back and get your job. If things don't work out. And so they gave me that. They gave me a whole year off. And I said, here we go. I said, yo, I got a year. Not a summer, not weekends, not Christmas break. I got a whole year. Let's see what I can do in a year. And in that year, I did the twelve inch with Sky Zoo and DJ Premier. I mean, it was just a, it wasn't an album, it was the A and B side. We Salute did that. To Sky Zoo. Shout out mm-hmm. to my brother Sky. He's gonna be a father soon. Top right? se- now you got he, mile, oh, yeah. Miles almost a year. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, <clears throat> and um, you know, I, I we put we put out one of the top selling vinyls of that year with that twelve inch with DJ Premier. Ace took me on my first two tours within that year, and I really started to see the fruits of my labor as an artist, and I never looked back. There you go, man. And that, that was it.
1: Now we spoke about your daughter a lot, and you mentioned that you are a ben- blended family. How does that work out for you? How 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 do you? Manage two households because you don't, yeah.
0: Go ahead, yeah. I, I, well, I definitely don't, you know, like manage the other household. Um, when my son is with us, you know, he comes and spends tons of time with us. Um, when I'm here, I'm trying to spend the most time with him. Like, he just had a dope uh football game on Saturday. So he lives in New York, I was there, he still lives mm-hmm. in New York. That was really difficult for me to make that transition down to Georgia, but I knew that I had so much business in New York and my son was in New York, so I know I'd be spending a lot of time up here anyway. Um, but you know, that was a difficult that was like a difficult decision to make. And it's not ideal. You know what I'm saying? It's not ideal. Like I I love my son. I would love to have my son in the household with me twenty-four-seven. And through no fault of his own, you know, he was just born into this circumstance. But with with all that said, his mother Is doing a great job with him. She's doing a great job in letting me be in his life. We never had no no drama, no beef, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like even in times we didn't see eye to eye on things, she's never used him as a pawn. You know what I'm saying? You never use him against me or any, you know, she makes time like I might, yo, I man, I was supposed to go to such and such, and I got stuck and I got a layover and I'm gonna be in New York for two days. Yo, where's Nick? He be here at four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like things mm-hmm. like that. So she's really, really dope with that. Um, but with all that said, it, it's difficult and it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like just not, it's my little man. You know what I'm saying? Like I love him to death. So just not having him as a 24-7 part of my internal household is difficult. But we doing the best that we can and, and we making it work. Now as a man In the position that you're in Like um,
1: Has your wife And uh, Nick's mother Ever like spoke And like Have you guys all sat down And say hey This is You know A dinner That we're all doing You know I don't know I
0: don't know how that works I I didn't grow up In that household I I totally wish that I would have had the foresight to do that early on because the longer you let things linger and go and fester, you know what I'm saying? Like the the more difficult it becomes to get to that moment where everybody can sit down and and kind of be on one accord. With that said, um, I think there was... More, more, a little more rocky points Moments Nothing like Never physical Or nothing crazy like that But just tension It was definitely Some tension there Which definitely understand Yeah totally yeah. understand And like I said um, I remember one time I had a conversation Shout out to the big homie Sway I had a conversation with Sway And he told me He gave me like All of these juice And all these things But it, it was It was in hindsight Because the moment Had already passed But I was like Man if I had spoken to him Or any OG I might have been able To handle that situation From the jump A lot um, a lot smoother. I was really trying to not make anybody upset, and that's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just impossible. Um, what would Jules this way give you? I mean, you know, just like yo, sit them down, have them talk, kind of set. Like, you gotta, you gotta dictate the way their relationship is gonna be, even if they don't have the foresight to see when or why. You gotta. You because you the common thread. So you sit down with them both. You say, yo, this is my wife. Yo, this is my son's mother. Yo, he's gonna be here in her house, in her care. Respect that. Yo, you can't snap and beef with her because we have a child together. We're not together anymore. Respect that. So he gave me like all of these jewels that I could have implemented, you know, had it had it happened at the right time. But I was really treading lightly. I didn't want to upset home. I didn't want to upset my my son's mother and be in the courts and you like. I was really like it was new to me. I had never dealt with it before, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And like I said, I didn't have any OG guidance to kind of give me any any um insight on what I should do.
1: You know, in my situation, it was two male figures kind of not battling it out, but people that I looked up to. So obviously, I look up to my biological father. And then um, you know my stepfather, you know it took time for me to warm up to him. But at the same time, I also looked up to him. I still look up to both of them, right? But till this day, I cannot think of a time that they both acknowledged each other and was just like, "Yo, look at this dude that we created." You know what I'm saying? You know it's Because it's it, they can't. I don't know, but they're not in that situation. I'm 30 years old, so right. obviously they're not. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's, you're a they're grown not. Man. Yeah, I'm yeah. a grown man. They're. In a situation, it has to be like both of them at my at their grandchildren's parties or something like that for them to really be like, hey, man, thank you, you know, or whatever, right, vice right, versa. Right. But I wanted to ask you that question because
0: it's 2018. Well, before you ask your question, you know, I think that sometimes us as adults, don't realize how much of an impact our actions have on the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you as a kid growing up in that environment, that situation, like, you you understood what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes as adults, we got to always take ourselves out the equation and think about the kid. Like, what's the greater good for the kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, um... My, my son just graduated went into middle school and we all went. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all went. So there's been tons of times when my, my wife and my son's mother have been around each other and it's never been... Like, no beef, like I said, nothing ever crazy you. or nothing like that. Cordial. They're not the best of friends. They don't have to be at this point. I do think that if I wasn't the common denominator, they actually might could be friends they both you know really intelligent good people um but i said that to say you know there was there was that moment you know what I'm saying like when i looked back at the f- pictures from the graduation that we was all in the photo and I, it made me like really happy good i was like damn i wish we could like have like well we can't go from here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. in um, due time it will it we'll will see what absolutely yeah, so yeah, you yeah. know
1: there's there's oh, there's other graduations cuz i did see that picture of of your son's graduation yeah and, yeah uh, i didn't
0: I, you know and that was crazy I didn't post a picture of all of us together because mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to feel away. And I'm still kind of treading lightly. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's crazy?
1: Um, you know, to share my story, there was a movie that I used to watch when I was younger, and uh, it was called Monkey Trouble. Mm-hmm. And um, with Monkey Trouble, the girl was the main character. And at that time, she had both sets of parents, everybody's talking. And of course, you know, whatever, they're a little bit lighter of skin, but (laughs) but like I said, it's 2018 and I just, and I just appreciated what you shared that you are a a blended family. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see how you kind of navigated through that. So, um... You know, it, I, I hope it does work out for you, and I'm sure it will because at, at I mean, it's, time it's
0: been working. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's been working. No, Has I mean it as been, far as like everybody like ah, yeah, we're had, gonna
1: had, hand, um everybody putting their arms <laughs> over each other. Cool like, yeah, him, yeah, yeah him, right, You right. know what
0: I'm saying? Now it was dope. Like after the grad, the after Nick's graduation, uh, we all went out to dinner. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we all sat at the table, and it's funny because. Like, my mom accepts my son's mother, her parents, you know, accept me and the family. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's really just those two are, like, the missing factor. Like, once they connect, you know, and it's always, hey, how you doing? How you been? And, oh, you look nice, whatever, whatever. And then that's it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, And I can't ask for, I can't, I, I would love for it to be more, but I can't ask for more than that. Like, it's, it's, it's no stress. It's no strife. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... God bless yeah. you and your family, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God bless shout you out to the whole fan band.
1: Now, um, just to wrap things up, you have all praises due out. Yeah. Um, October 11th is when it released. So yes. if you haven't grabbed it yet, please, please, please grab it. Yes, it's, um, it's, it's fire. amazing. Fired.
0: Yo, thank y'all for having me, man. Thirty six chambers of fatherhood. Boom. Amazing what y'all doing. Amazing platform. Thank you. Keep doing what y'all doing and giving us a platform. And like the hat say, man, we're going to make fatherhood great again. Thank you. Bring it right to the forefront. Thank you. We're out. All Praises due out there
1: right now. Get All Praises due. Download it. Buy it. uh, Grab a sweater and salmon.
0: <laughs> what
1: else what other colors uh, are out there? It was
0: also fuchsia, fuchsia rose rose and yeah and salmon those were the three colors Fuchsia rose and wait, salmon wait, wait. all
1: praises do. sweater drop that and we out
0: OJ this is rock that's my shit bro Bet we going to get some